Hello. Wanna have a little fun? Who's this? Do you like scary movies? <laughs> you thought the terror was over. If you believe the nightmare was finished. Ow! Ow! You were right. From the people who had nothing to do with Scream. Has it crossed your mind that your boyfriend was murdered and you're next? No way! They didn't make the rules. Oh my god, he's dead! They're just too stupid to follow them. We have to call the police! No way! I ain't going to jail! It's okay, I'm fine. We'll get rid of the body. Oh. Oh. I'm gonna tell y'all the rules to survive this situation. Rule number one. Don't answer the phone. I'm in the house. Do you know where I am? You're behind the couch. I can, um, see your feet. What? Oh, I don't talk to reporters. The press only wants to interview the most ignorant person they can find. Oh, jeez! First cops now this? And whatever you do, don't be afraid to rise to the occasion. Hello and welcome to Here's Johnny's Reviews, the movie review podcast where each month there's a theme and we get either a franchise or a group of movies tied to that said theme. Then go through it scene by scene, ripping it to shreds or praising it because I watch these bad movies so you don't have to. This month's movies are scary movie movies or no scare vember. I'll look at all five, yes folks, five of these suckers, and see if these are the last of the good parody movies, such as Aeroplane and Naked Gun. To all my loyal listeners, yes, this is a new introduction, and no, I won't be doing the good, the bad, and the ugly format anymore. And yes, I'm going back to horrors. Question mark? Hmm. With all that said, let's dig into this 18-year-old movie that takes the piss out of screen I ordered last summer and sadly The Matrix, most of which I have covered, check my archives. I saw this in a cinema back in 2000, which was half full and I was half cut or loaded for my American listeners. So the movie was more fun than it actually was. Even that, I only had a few chuckles from this thing because let's face it, this is not that great. So we've got, anyway. So, let's see if this is still a scream, bub. Or is this just like the failed Shriek? I know he did last Friday the 13th, uh, the scary movie rival, which was filmed two years earlier, but was shut out onto video on demand or streak to tape. I haven't heard of it. Well, don't worry, you aren't missing much. It's kind of lame. I mean, they're pretty much the same scripts. Um, and I think the only reason why the scary movie franchise put a kibosh on it is because the script was floating around forward for a bit because it's pretty much the same bloody bill script. Anyway, with its $19 million budget, this thing pulled in 278 and a franchise was born, so Dimension milked us fans for more money once the Scream franchise had died. Thing is, can a parody of a parody work? Let's see if the Wayne Brothers stoner comedy actually works, starring... Anna Ferris, Regina Hall, Marlon Waynes, Sean Waynes, John Abrahams, Shannon Elizabeth, Sherry Otteri, 
and Dave Sheridan, directed by Keenan Waynes. The plot, a year after accidentally killing a drunk fisherman, six teens are stalked and killed by a hook-handed killer wearing a not-ghost-faced outfit. Can this killer be stopped or will we all die laughing? Let's find out if I'll have a scream of a time this time. So, the movie opens up on Drew, played by Carmen Electra of Baywatch, Sarsky and Hutch, and most of these awful, quote, movie movies, such as Epic, Disaster and Date, as it parodies the opening to Scream with Drew Barrymore and a horror quiz stuff, except in this it's Playboy because that's funny, right? I don't know. So, after a lame joke about Prince and her miming kids that are trick-or-treating because it's Halloween for some reason... We get the chasing as a not ghost face runs after Drew and unlike in screen, she starts to strip off in slow motion, of course, with sprinklers for some reason because horny teens. Finally catching her, he stabs her in the breast and pulls her implants because funny. Also, that's the same joke as in Bloody Shriek. I know it did last Friday the 13th on Halloween or whatever it's called. As in the distance, she sees her mother and father coming. The father's case quite literally, as he's getting a blowjob from his wife. Drew runs to there, but is run over by the car. So Ghostface, so sorry, so not Ghostface, kills her so hard the titles pop up. We're then introduced to Cindy Campbell, played by Anna Ferris of four of the five scary movie movies, Friends, The House Bunny and Mom. Also, her not-the-killer boyfriend, Bobby, played by John Abrahams of Meet the Parents, Housework Remake, and Non-Stop, as she's on her PC doing her best Nave Campbell, and he's doing his best Skeet Ulrich, just dumber. Her father hears her screams, so tries to investigate, but unlike in Scream, where he's an accountant, in this he's an idiot drug dealer who's in trouble with the mob, because that's funny, right? Uh, Uncle Escaban, yeah, the drugs went missing, whatever. Cue the awkward bump-bump scene, dry-humping, uh, except this Cindy uh, has electrical fence around her panties, and Bobby leaves shocked and blue-balled. Oh, and I forgot, Dawson's Hill part with James Van Der Beek. Lame! Also, the PG-13 old man boot flash, because reasons? Next day at school. Yeah, because all these late 20-somethings are in high school. What is this? 90213OC Creek Hill? I mean, Jesus. We meet brother and sister Shorty, played by Marlon Waynes, of White Chicks in Living Colour, Dance Flick, Jejo, Rise of Cobra, and Marlon. And Brenda, played by Regina Hall of four of the five scary movie movies, Albert Beale, Death of Funeral, Girls Trip, and Blackish. He's a stoner, and she's a sassy black chick. Hey, I don't write it. Don't believe me, this was five writers, three of which were the Wayne brothers, and two were white, so blame them, not me. Anyway, next up to be introduced is School Bitch Buffy, played by Shannon Elizabeth of American Pie, Check My Archives, 13 Ghosts Remake, Night of the Demons Remake, and a fuck ton of terrible bloody B-movies. She starts off all sweet and innocent, but as soon as daddy is gone, she turns into a mean girl, off comes a good girl outfit, and on comes a slutty one. Up next is Gail Hillstorm, played by Cherry O'Terry, I think that's pronounced her name, of SNL, Dumb and Dumberer, and Grown Ups 2. She's doing her best Courtney Cox, just slightly bitchier. Anyway, she's a ruthless TV news reporter who will do anything to get a story. And, God, I forgot about the shorty roofy rape of Drew. Hashtag me too. Hashtag funny lame ass joke. Uh, up next is, quote, not gay. 
Ray, played by Sean Waynes of Don't Be A Menace in South Central. We're drinking your juice in the hood. In Living Cover, Little Man and Dancewick. And his bestie, Greg, played by Lachlan Monroe of Freddy vs. Jason. Check them archives. Needful Things and Riverdale doing his best, Ryan Felipe, just dumber. Anyway, the running joke throughout this is Ray is a predatory gay and wants him to get into the pants of every male he sees because that's funny, right? Ugh, stereotype crap. <clears throat> Cut to that lunchtime with all the leads at the fountain, much like a doing screen. But the joke doesn't work as everyone in this cast is in their late 20s to early 30s, so the fourth wall break is lame. Also, here's the backstory slash plot. Last summer, the runner were a fisherman and dumped the body in the sea, much like they did in I Know It Did Last Summer. Check my archives. Except, this one has gay stereotypes, racial stereotypes, and it's just fucking awful. After the <coughs> teens dump the body, they make a pact not to talk about it, but it's not until Greg chokes the ever-loving shit out of Cindy to keep her quiet because man woman violence is very funny, right? Ugh, dear, who wrote this crap? Q Gale, hitting on Deputy Doofy, played by Dave Sheridan of Ghost World, Bubble Boy, The Devil's Rejects, The Walking Deceased, and Victor Crowley. He's basically playing David Arquette. Drill and all. Cut to Cindy getting the first of the many notes. Quote, I know it did last Halloween. Uh, this is rufted right from Screech. I mean, Jesus Christ. Nothing is original in this bloody movie, for crying out loud. Let's go to the photocopy of the bloody scripts. Oh dear, oh dear. Next is the Sheriff, played by Kurt Fuller of Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, check my archives, Ghostbusters 2, Supernatural, and Anger Management. And the Principal, Squeaky, played by David Lander of Laverne and Shirley fame, who is basically a ripoff of the Fonz, because Henry Gore played the Principal in Scream. And that's meta-funny knowledge type stuff. I mean, hmm? moving on. Anyway, they take the piss out of Cindy's mom for being the town bike. On to another unfunny scene of Ray hitting on all the male football players because he's gay, and that's what gay guys do, because all gays just want in the pants of straight white men. Uh... <clears throat> also, Greg works out some more, much like they do and I know we did last summer. Except we find out Greg has a baby dick because, oh, this is fucking lame. Another scene at the fountain where we find out Doofy has a crush on Drew and Greg beats the ever-loving crap out of Cindy again. Again, this is funny because why? Moving on to Buffy winning the beauty contest as they did. Ed, I know it did. Oh, who gives a crap? Although, shouldn't this be done before they kill the fisherman? Anyway, Greg's death at the hands of Not Ghostface is next. And what about that scene? Is the sight gags as Not Ghostface cleans up Greg's blood and his body. Although, all that good vibe is flushed away. As for the next scene, we see Cindy in a bubble bath. And what else? A fart joke. Really? A fart joke? On to the attack scene from Scream. Where the recycle the zooming into close camera. Uh, stick from Repossessed, except that was done much more funnier. This is the first of the calls from the killer as Cindy runs for her life and throws everything at him, from potty plants to a piano to her own grandmother. Finally, get away, she does the scream closet door slash bedroom door 
jamming trick. Then types Whitmore in trouble into her 911 screen and boom, the cops show up in second and Bobby is jailed by Doofy. Cut to Cindy punching out Gail, just like in Scream, except this one she calls her a fat ass bitch or something like that. I mean, who cares? Moving on. And cue the annoying was a bit. For my younger listeners, this was a Budweiser advert that ran from 1999 to 2002 and was the bane of my college life because all I drank was Budweiser. Uh, before switching to vodka, and all I got was what's up? Oh, God <clears throat> oh, by the way, there is actually a Mentos um, advert in Shriek, therefore this whole Budweiser was up thing is not bloody original. Anyway, this bit goes on for too bloody long, a good minute with absolutely no payoff, just a nod to an obscure advert that hardly anybody saw. Next we find out Duffy knows about the fisherman, yet another call from the killer, gee, who can it be? That afternoon, the high school cafeteria shorty points out the little speech Ray gave Cindy about how she branded Bobby the Candyman is word from word from screen. Look out, fourth wall, you've been broken again! Ugh, lame. Cue Cindy running away from Bobby in an OTT fashion, which I never actually bloody well got. Cut to Buffy's death after she fakes a phone call from the killer to mock Cindy. And this only man shock about Miss Man, who was supposed to be played by Jennifer Coolidge, but turned it down as she didn't want to be typecast as a funny role. Or a sex pot or whatever. Mm-hmm. Anyway, the, this thing, this whole Miss Man thing is just bloody lame. On to Buffy. Death. Buffy's death at the hands of not Ghostface, stalking her around BA Corpse High School changing rooms because BA Corpse is. F- this scene drags on for a few minutes too bloody well long and is painfully unfunny as Buffy snaps her own leg and even after death still mocks the colour because... Uh, onto the WHAT ARE YOU WAITING FOR scene uh, from I Know What Did Last Summer except in this a teacher kills himself by jumping off the school's roof. Funny right because suicide is funny. Uh, moving on. To yet more shit about Greg being gay. Sorry, not Greg, Ray rather. Being gay. As he gets Brenda to wear his football outfit before having sex, demanding she fucks him. Lame! Cut to that night, and Gail in the woods being chased by the killer, by a witch style, and this scene is just gross and should have been cut with the huge CGI snot bubble coming from her nose. Cut to the cinema death scene from Scream 2 as Brenda gets her comeuppance as all she does is be loud, obnoxious and act like she owns a place. Typical bloody teen. However, not Ghostface tries to kill her but the crowd kill her and sit her down to watch Shakespeare in Love. Meanwhile, Ray is killed in the toilet by getting a dick in the ear because glory holes are funny. That night at Cindy's house party, a fat girl dies just like Tatum slash Rose McGowan, except she's fat and gets stuck in the cat flap when the killer tries to open the door to crush her. It fails and it just falls into her and flattens her because that's fat, she's funny. Ugh. Anyway, now drunk Cindy hits on Bobby and gives it up. She's no longer a virgin, so she must die. Damn the rules, right? Ugh. Oh yeah, this is all one big movie. Uh, look, there's a camera crew and everything. Oh no, 
Bang goes the fourth wall. I just fixed that. You bastard. Oh, God. Shorty gets stoned so much so he can see dead people. The killer comes in and must do a bong hit from the fish tank. Then Rap kills everyone in the room apart from Shorty. On to the unfunny sex scene between Cindy and Bobby. Uh, with bats out the vagina and ultimate 70s bush. Then Bobby comes in where she he shoots so much she's stuck to the ceiling because American Beauty, I'm guessing. <laughs> anyway, Bobby is killed by not Ghostface, but nope, it's ketchup just like Mom put on her spaghetti. Uh, cue Ray with a bandage in his ear. And it's Bobby and Ray all along, complaining Scream had no plot, and I know you did last summer made no sense. Or, don't you blame the movies? Movies don't make killers. Killers make movies more creative. What the hell that line was? Ah yeah, Bobby comes out as gay and outs Ray, but he's not gay, he just likes the lifestyle. Uh, funny, howdy huh? <clears throat> you know how this goes? Bobby and Ray stab each other to death as Cindy runs off, except this has a lame Matrix part that should have been cut. The Matrix stick was old even then. With Ray and Bobby dead, Cindy takes on Not Ghostface and kicks his ass with some Irish jig in midair. Kicking him through a window, he disappears. And here we find out, after Cindy is taken in by the sheriff, it was Doofy all along as a movie pulls a Kaiser Sozy. Both he and Gail drive off into the sunset, leaving Cindy to scream and over the road until she's run over by a car. Final destination style, I'm guessing. So, that was Scary Movie. Not as clever or as fun as it thinks it is. This is lazy writing, sticking to unfunny stereotypes. The jokes are beyond lame, nothing aged well. However, I have a nasty feeling this is the best of the franchise. I'm going to give this an overly generous 5 out of 10. Still, come back next week and do the rest of the month for the rest of the franchise. December is Festive Fear 2, Malka, Child's Play, Better Watch Out, Krampus and A Christmas Horror Story. January is John Carpenter Classics 2, including Escape from New York, The Thing and Big Trouble in Little China. February is Love Sucks, which is vampire movies. Don't forget to like, share, comment and subscribe. Also follow me on Twitter at Here's Johnny's Pod and email me with suggestions to Here's Johnny's Reviews at gmail.com. Check out my other horror franchise podcasts of Resident Evil, Underworld, Hellraiser and more. Also my solo, solo, solo horror podcast of Nightmare on Street 3, Prince of Darkness, The Fly and, sorry, The Fog and more. A bye, now if they follow the rules of a bad horror movie.